Sunday. It's a Sunday in which we remember the past, the past reforming of the church. Remember people like John Huss and Martin Luther, John Calvin, the Wesley brothers, and many others who helped to challenge some of the practices of the church to keep the church focused on the gospel. But this day is not just for looking back. This day is also looking forward. The reformation of the church, the renewing of the church, is not just something that happened a long time ago, 500 years ago. The reformation or the renewing of the church needs to be happening today as well. The word of God does not change. The sacraments for us do not change. I mean, there's been attempts at changing the sacraments, but we still baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as scripture has told us. And we continue, we will continue to do that. But other things change. Believe it or not, a thousand years ago, there was a new instrument that was introduced to the church that I'm sure got a lot of pushback. You know what kind of instrument that was? It's called the organ. Yes. For the first thousand years, or at least 900 years, there was never an organ in a church. So when they introduced this style of music, it was, I'm sure, a bit challenging for many of the traditional worshipers who had sung a cappella for nearly a thousand years. And then we've had some other changes through the years. Um, about th three generations of programmatic ministry in churches is beginning to change today to a focus on discipleship training, sending people out into the world with Christ rather than trying to continually draw people in. And then there's another thing that we do that we didn't do 250 years ago. It's called Sunday school. <laughs> That's a rather new invention. That was developed in 1760 in England and then brought to the United States in 1790. And so we have these things that can be helpful tools as long as they keep us focused on the essence of why we are here, and that is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. My point here is that the church needs to renew and to reform, even today. And so our youth here, we are entrusting that renewal to you. But the renewal of the church begins with something much simpler. It's called the renewal of the believer. This reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah who shared it, heard this word from God, spoken to him, and then he shared it with the people of Israel and Judah. In 587, Judah had fallen to the Babylonians. Not only had they destroyed Judah, but they destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, completely obliterated in 587, after centuries of going to the temple to make their sacrifice, now they are in exile, what are they to do? And that's when the word of God spoke to Jeremiah 
and he spoke it to the people. And God said, it's not what's in your actions, it's what's in your heart. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. This one will be written on their hearts. Israel had drifted away from God, especially as they went into this exile. The people had followed the old covenant, but now there was no more old covenant to participate in. God spoke to them through Jeremiah when he said that he was giving them a new covenant. This covenant would begin with something radical. It would begin with God's grace, with God's forgiveness. It would no longer begin with their sacrifices. Later in the New Testament, Jesus teaches us to put an end to the sacrifices that are done for show. And instead, seek the sacrifice that receives forgiveness. That is the sacrifice of a contrite heart. Instead, Jesus said God would forgive our sins. And this is the way he said it in Matthew. I want you to show mercy, not sacrifice. So today, is your, is your response, is your sacrifice a sacrifice of mercy, forgiveness for others, is it a contrite heart? The renewal of the church will begin with that when each one of us experiences that need, that desire for forgiveness. The renewal of the church begins with you also, our young adults. There's an old commercial, you're way too young to remember it, but it was a re-advertisement of an old car made a long time ago that they don't even make anymore. It's called an Oldsmobile. My father drove one, and so it was a particularly poignant commercial for me because they came out with a new line of Oldsmobiles, and they said, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. But it was. <laughs> so we want this to be your church through the renewal of your hearts as God comes to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. We want you to renew and to revive the church. God said, I will write my instructions on their hearts and I will forgive their wickedness and never remember their sins. You see, that's what's radical. Is that God said, no longer do you have to prove to me your faithfulness. Instead, I will do it for you. I will forgive your sins. And I will show you mercy. Even when you may not have asked for it. Dare we say, even deserved it. But where does renewal take you? Is today a fate uh, complete? An accomplishment that's 
completely over now? Will we ever see you or your parents again in worship? <laughs> Maybe Christmas, huh? Or Easter? God reminds us that that reformation, that true reformation, that renewal happens in the heart. And if your heart hasn't been broken and mended recently by God, then it's going to be tough to trust a Savior. Some Israelites took God's teaching to heart in that Babylonian exile, and some did not. Jesus taught about this, the early church taught about this, and some Christians took this to heart, and some did not. So what will you do? I'm an old man now. I've lost my hair. And I've seen just about everything. People come and people go. But what gives me strength and hope as a pastor is ultimately this. God says that God will make a new covenant. And that covenant will be established in the forgiveness of your sins, in the forgiveness of my sins. You see, God is faithful, even when we are not. Don't get me wrong. I hope that you keep your covenant. I hope that I keep mine. But what is not in doubt is whether God will keep his covenant. Amen. I'm going to ask David Cole to join me. David has been working with our conference on their face.